You're listening to a podcast from Toronto Celebration Church in Toronto, Ontario. It's our hope through the Word of God that you're built up in faith and drawn closer to our Savior and Healer, Jesus Christ. As you prepare your heart to receive God's Word, we pray the Holy Spirit will use this message powerfully in your life. I have three stories I want to share with you very quickly this morning related to the Christmas season that we are involved in. And to set up these stories, I'll set the stage by describing a universal longing that actually before we do that, can we do that? Can we just, you've been sitting for a while. I see some, you know, getting a little tired. Why don't we just stand just one more time? If you could do that with me just to, uh, before I share those three stories, look at your neighbor next to you and tell him you're looking extra special this morning. You got your Christmas attire on. You're looking extra special. Yeah. All right. I love how the choir this morning has put our attention on Jesus Christ, and He is really the reason for why we're here today, the reason for the season. Let's just ask Jesus right now to to speak to every one of our hearts here this morning. Jesus, we thank You for Your love. We thank You for this Christmas season of remembering that You were born. And I thank You, Jesus, for speaking to every one of us this morning, revealing Your great love for us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I said moments ago that I have three stories to share from this church family related to the Christmas season. I'll only be a few minutes. But to set the stage for those three stories, I want to refer to a universal longing that I believe exists in every heart, human heart around the world. And this church, many of you are from different nations. This church is represented by every Sunday up to 60, 70 nations together worshiping the Lord. And this is, these universe, these are universal longings in every heart. First of all, every human being wants to know who their parents are. We want to know who our dad is, our mom is, especially if we don't know them. Likewise, all people have a desire to know who their creator is, who, who made us. Uh, and if so, who our creator, if so, who we want contact with that creator, the God of the universe. That's why scientists spend millions of dollars scanning the night sky for thousands of hours every year with his underlying premise, is someone, is something, is there, is there a God out there? Because if there is, deep down, we don't want to feel alone. We don't want to feel like we're lonely without contact. And so in the Scriptures, the Holy Scriptures, what we call the Bible, many prophets spoke of this universal longing in the human heart and this desire that we have to contact the God of the universe and our Creator. One of the best prophets who spoke of this longing and this universal desire, his name was Isaiah. And seven, approximately 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah predicted how the God of the universe would come and make contact with humanity. And I read one scripture, Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. And it says, therefore the Lord, speaking of the creator God himself, he will give you a sign. He, behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and his name will, and you'll name him Emmanuel. This had never happened before. It has not happened since. But this was the God, the creator God of the universe, coming in human flesh, being born of a virgin, in the, through the form of a, in the form of a baby. But in of all the names that, that God could have chosen when he was born as this baby, he chose the name Emmanuel. God with us. 
In other words, this was God telling us, telling humanity that He was making contact with us so that today we may have contact with Him, that we could know Him and so that we know whether in life or in death and throughout all eternity, we are not alone. Jesus is with us today. That's His name. It's why we're here today. Jesus, God with us, the Creator God, the God of the universe, saying, you can know Me. You're not alone. And so this morning, number one, Jesus is with us. He's with us to save us from sin. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says, She, Mary, will give birth to a son, and she'll call His name Jesus, for He will save His people from their Sins. When we think of sin, we, you know, we often think of the effects of sin. I'm talking about murder, lying, gossip, cheating, envy, pride. These are the effects of sin, and they are all terrible effects. Terrible effects. But for every effect, there must be a cause. For every effect, there must be a cause. The cause of sin are terrible. We see it around us in the evil in humanity. But the cause goes back to the root of what sin really is. The word sin in the original text, it means, it says Hamashiach, which means to miss the mark. And according to scriptures, the mark is God himself. In other words, the cause is, of sin is we've missed who God is. We don't know him. We don't, we haven't experienced him. And I'm not minimizing the effects of sin. They're horrible. They're destructive in our lives. But when it says Jesus came to save us from our sin, of course He saves us from the negative and horrific effects of sin, but He went right to the root cause to save us from the cause of sin. And that is, we didn't know God, who is love and who is light, and we did not know Him. Jesus said, I've come that you might have eternal life, and this is eternal life, that you might know God. Jesus came to give us eternal life to save us from sin. And so can I tell you this morning, God, He's not interested in condemning you. The Scripture says God, Jesus came not to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. The Scripture elsewhere says that God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their wrongs against them. Elsewhere it says God was merciful to our sins and remembers our sin no more. That's good news. And so knowing this truth, knowing God's attitude and what He's done through Jesus Christ, our response is to repent. And that word repent, it comes from the Greek word metanoia, which means to change our mind. Change our mind. In other words, I change my mind and I I admit, God, I can't save myself. Jesus, I trust you. I put my trust, I believe on you, on you, Jesus. And so this Christmas, my message is, number one, every darkness, every evil power, every wrong way, bad habit that exists in our lives can be broken in our lives through Jesus Christ who came to save us from sin. Come on, give Jesus a big shout of praise this morning. Story number one from our church. This happened to a lady and daughter in our church. They came from India. They came from a Sikh background. The mother had 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 an arranged marriage. And when she was very, when she was very young, but later she was rejected by her in-laws. This made life very difficult. It was made a hundred times worse when her husband found himself at a bad company that was doing criminal activities. He ended up in jail. The mother had no support to care for her children and her family. She went to her temple for help, but found that the priests, they, they were, they weren't interested in helping her. They were interested just in hitting on her and taking advantage of her as a single mother, and they didn't provide any help. She was so depressed. She saw no hope in life. 
The evil, the darkness was so strong in her life that she decided to kill herself and, and burn her children to erase all memories of their lives. At that same time, her daughter met a friend at school who took her to a small Christian church in their community. In fact, the same day that the mother planned to carry out this horrific act of murder-suicide of herself and her children, she couldn't find her daughter. She finally found her daughter at this church service, but she was sitting at the front near the, near the pastor. The mom had to wait for the service to end to grab her daughter. However, at the conclusion of the service, some of the church ladies, they approached her and they talked to her. They, they, she said they called her sister. And for the first time in her life, she felt real acceptance and love. The people didn't have bad intentions toward her. They weren't looking to take advantage of her. She, she said she broke down and began to cry. And she told them her story of desperation and her plan to murder herself and her children. So the church prayed for her and helped her and her children. And in the following days, the pastor visited her husband in the prison and he prayed for him also. The husband there in jail began to pray to God and he asked God, he said, Jesus, who are you? I am a Sikh, but if you're real, would you help me? Would you help my family? Not long after, the father applied for bail and he was released. He knew that this was God's intervention in, in their lives. And he and his family, they believed on Jesus and began to follow Christ. They began to grow in the Lord. I share this story because it it shows us the power of believing on Jesus and receiving new spiritual life from God. And can I tell you this morning, through simply believing on Jesus, this mother was set free from the darkness, set free from the power of suicidal, murderous desires, and they were taken out of her life. And it's, you see, it's the power of darkness, it's the power of sin that causes people to do extremely harmful things to themselves and even to people they love. But thank God for Jesus, and that's the message of Christmas. Number one, Jesus came to save us from our sin, save us from the darkness by breaking its power and giving us that same power that we might live free, free from its horrendous effects. And the best news is, the best news is this, that what Jesus did for that, that mother and that family, he does, he can do for us today here at TICC at 190 Railside Road. Jesus is with us to save us from our sin. And so maybe you need help from Jesus today. I encourage you this Christmas season that we all, that saying, Jesus is the reason for the season. He is. Let Jesus help you break the power of sin, darkness, and evil in your life. Number two, Jesus is with us to mend the broken heart. Psychologists say that 94% of people, they worry. Uh, and you, you know, it, 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 there's hard to have joy in a heart that's full of anxiety, worry, fear. In fact, you can have all the nicest things in the world, but if you don't have peace in your heart, What's the point? It, it, it goes to waste. Thank God for Christmas and that message at Christmas. Jesus, the Prince of Peace. He came to bring peace to our souls. Second story I want to share again from our church. It relates to this point. Seven years ago, a young lady here in our church was gripped by depression. She was always fighting a battle with suicidal desires. She searched everywhere for something to help her, to fix her, to take away that, that depression, those suicidal desires. But everything she found was just a temporary solution. It would help for a couple of months, but some days she'd be good and other days, no. The depression was still there lingering. After four years of battling this, one day she was sitting on her bed, sitting there with these horrible thoughts running through her head, thinking if she did, thinking she didn't want to live anymore. The thoughts would tell her, you're worthless. You, 
Your life is unimportant. Look at all the bad things you've done in your past. They kept reminding her of how bad that she was. They said, you have no future. Just give up. She felt worthless and she felt unlovable. It was in one of these dark seasons of depression and suicidal thoughts that the voice of her mother came to her. Her mom had encouraged her to listen to a specific message from a pastor. She had been stubborn, unwilling to listen to it in the past, thinking that, what help can a message from a pastor provide? But this time she listened, and it was at that, listening, it was in that message that she heard that the scripture verse became vividly real to her. The scripture that says in Psalm 139, and I quote, you created, speaking of the creator God, it says, for you created my innermost parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, God, because I am awesomely and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. This scripture became alive and real to her. It caused her to realize, how can I be worthless? If the God of the universe fearfully and wonderfully made me, I must have worth. She thought if the God of the universe wants to love me, I must have value and I must have importance. She described how these truths and these promises from God's word brought light into her life and into that severe depression. She began to meditate on those truths and they fortified her against the lies that came against her. But those suicidal thoughts resurfaced in a big way two years later when her boyfriend cheated on her. She described how all those old, old fears came back to her. Dislike of self, jealousy, body dysmorphia, a whole range of negative emotions, fears and insecurity, self-loathing. She, when she said when she looked in the mirror, she felt disgust. She wondered, how can I live with all these fears and insecurities? And she cried out to God, what do I do? And the scripture verse came to her. Psalm 55, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. She learned that God has good intentions toward her, that he has promises of a good future and he can trust him. And she told me, it's easy to trust God in the difficult times when you know how much you're loved by God. Now she's learned to walk and to live with peace and joy, but that's not the only good news. Even better, now she's helping others who have these same challenges. My friend, this is the message of Christmas. Jesus is with us to mend the broken heart. Jesus is with us this morning to mend your heart. Maybe let this Christmas, let Jesus mend your heart. Number three, Jesus, last point, last story. Jesus is with us to heal our sickness. Healing was a part of Jesus' earthly ministry. From the very beginning to the end, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Peter chopped off the centurion's ear, Peter, Jesus put it back on. The healing ministry was part of Jesus' ministry. Dr. Young E. Cho, pastor at one time of the world's largest church in Seoul, Korea, he was quoted as saying, if the message we preach is a powerless message, the kingdom we present is a paper kingdom. But thank God the gospel has come to us not just in word, but in Power, power to save, to set the captive free, and power to heal the sick bodies. Last story, a number of years back, our founding pastor who's in Ethiopia today, Megan showed you pictures just moments ago from the meeting that he's conducting. He was, a number of years back, he was rushed to the hospital for what doctors told him was a massive heart attack. After an angiogram, doctors said that all his arteries had severe blockages, most of them up to 90%. 
Surgery was scheduled and one of the doctors forewarned that this, that they, that it would require surgery to open six blocked arteries. They scheduled him right away. It was emergency. The following day before, before surgery, he awoke early in the morning around 4 a.m. He found himself talking to the Lord in prayer. And he said, Lord, I've seen you heal thousands of people around the world. You've allowed me to see wonders beyond my imaginations. And yet now I'm here in this hospital bed and I'm facing surgery. He said, Lord, I'm not going to beg you for healing because I wouldn't beg my earthly father. And you're so much more generous than even my earthly father. But I know that on the cross you took my sickness and you took my pain. While he was praying, suddenly he felt waves of warmth going through his body. As he lay there meditating on the truth of Christ in him, the hope of glory, he heard a still small voice that told him, Peter, that's his name by the way, you're healed. You don't need surgery. He thought at first he was imagining. So to be sure that this was not just a mere emotion, he waited another couple of hours. But he felt the peace of God, that he was healed. That he should cancel his surgery. So that same morning at 9 a.m., the heart surgeon and two cardiologists were by his bedside in the hospital assuring him that surgery was the only hope and that he would be dead very soon without it. The heart surgeon pleaded with him saying it would be so detrimental for his health, perhaps probably leading to death. But that day he left the hospital. Within the next few days he received calls from his doctor advising him, do not, whatever you do, do not preach again. Certainly don't go to any of these warm climates where he so often conducts gospel festivals because it would be so bad for his health, perhaps leading to death. However, just three weeks later, he was in a very hot part of the world known as Haiti. And how many know it can be hot there? Preaching night after night in an open-air stadium in that intense humidity. And, that, and since then, he's conducted these campaigns year after year after, after experiencing God's healing in his body, including this week in Shashamani, Ethiopia. It tells us the power of Jesus' healing in our bodies. You see, my message is simply this. What the doctors say, we respect doctors. If you're a doctor here today, thank you for what you do. Give them a big hand clap. We appreciate you. But you know what? Sometimes in the natural, it can be impossible. And so in the natural, it might be what might be impossible to man with God. All things are possible. Six blocked arteries to us might be impossible, but with Jesus, all things are possible. And he's here today to heal sickness. Let's give Jesus a big thanks there this morning. And so my message is simply this, and then I'm, and then I'm done. This Christmas, yes, have a merry Christmas, but I also encourage you, have a healing Christmas this, 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 this Christmas. Jesus is here to heal the sick. So today, maybe you're here today, you're struggling with the power of sin, the power of darkness, the power of evil. Maybe you, like that young lady, you feel condemned, beat up. You feel emotionally distressed. Anxiety grips your heart. Maybe you're here, you need healing in, in your body. Can I tell you this Christmas, you are not alone. His name is Emmanuel, Christ with us. Jesus is with us today. He didn't come to start a new religion. He came to be our Savior. And if you need a Savior, we all need a Savior. But if you need a Savior today, He's here for you to be your Savior, to be your Redeemer, to be your Healer, to be your Help. Let's just bow our heads just for a moment, if you would. Mass Choir will be back with us in just a moment's time, but I sense that this moment is a sacred, holy moment. Please, no moving around. For many of us, it's an unexpected moment. 
In fact, encountering God for most is, comes in a very unexpected way. I think of the first Christmas. The shepherds were certainly not expecting the angels to visit them. Mary was not expecting the angel. Joseph wasn't expecting the dream. The wise men weren't expecting the star. But in an unexpected fashion, they encountered God. They experienced Him. And I believe that moment is now for some individuals in this room right now. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior. You don't know that your sins are forgiven. Maybe you know about Him and about God but you've never encountered Him. You've never experienced Him. Can I tell you this morning, with heads bowed and eyes closed, in these precious few moments we have together, God loves you very much. Know that at the bottom of your soul, if you can accept that today, God loves you very much. And He wants you to know, not just to know with your head, but to experience that love today. To know that your sins are forgiven And that you're accepted by God. He wants you to know that. He wants you to experience that. The truth is, we celebrate Jesus being born at this Christmas season. But the truth is, Jesus could be born a thousand times. But if He's not born again in your heart, Christmas is in vain. He came to give new life. To give new spiritual life to every one of our lives. So in this moment right now, I'm asking you, would you... Put your trust in Jesus today, right here, right now. Would you receive new spiritual life? Would you accept the forgiveness of sins and would you come to know Him today? And one of the ways that I would describe this encounter with God, it's like a miracle that happens in the human heart. Outwardly, we remain the same initially, but inwardly, a miracle takes place in our heart. Where there was darkness, His light penetrates. Where there was hatred and evil, His love brings healing. Where there was power, that evil power that gripped us, Christ's power brings freedom. This is the miracle of new birth in Jesus Christ. And so right now, in this beautiful moment we have together, unexpected, yes, but I believe that the Lord is reaching, calling you today by His love. And I believe that there are individuals all across this room, front to back, side to side. And in your heart, you're responding and saying, yes, I want this. I want to know that my sins are forgiven. I want to encounter God. Not just know about Him, but I want to know Him. I want to experience Him today. And so that's you this morning. In a moment, I'm going, to, I'm going to pray. And I would love to include you when I pray that you could receive this gift of eternal life to know God. Now, when I pray, I'd like to know who I'm praying with, so I'm going I'm to count to three. And when I get to three, just all across this room with heads bowed and eyes closed, I want you to simply lift up your hand wherever you're seated. So lift it up high in a moment when I count to three so that I know who I'm praying with. And we do this every Sunday, but I think today, especially on this Christmas concert, I believe God is calling you, saying, receive His love today. So when I count to three, you say, yes, Nathan, include me when you pray. All across this room, hands are going to go up. One, two, three. 
three. If you say, that's me, Nathan, just put your hands up right now. All across this room, beautiful. This section, beautiful. Front to back, I see people in the back. Every side, every section. Just put your hand up, I can see you. So I can pray with you today. Yes, yes, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hands going. Just take another moment. Those of you who say, I've encountered God, just pray for those who are in that moment of decision right now. Anybody else, just put up your hand. Jesus is calling you today, saying, receive my love. You can know your sins are forgiven. Be free from guilt and shame. All right, you can take your hands down right now. Can we all stand across this room before we do, before I pray? Can we, everybody stand right now? If you could do that. Please, there's still no moving around. In a moment, we're still in that beautiful, beautiful moment when I believe people are responding to Christ's love, to know Him today. I'm going to pray that prayer. Here's what I want to invite you now. Final invitation. Then I'm going to get out of the way. The mass choir is coming. Can I meet you here at the front and shake your hand just before I pray? You know, to me, it's not about the prayer. It's an encounter with the living God. And it would be my honor and privilege. We do this every Sunday. I know this is a choir setting. You weren't expecting that. Your friends will wait for you. In fact, if you have a friend sitting next to you, come with them. Bring, come here to the front. This is, you're not going to go anywhere. As soon as we pray, you're going to go back to your seat. But we'd like to celebrate you. We're a church family that really, we love you. We want to see God's best for your life. So even now, if you, if you lifted your hand, would you start coming even now? Give them a big hand clap. Those of you side to side, if you pressed your hand, I want to pray with you. Would you join me down here at the front right now? Hey, people coming everywhere. Our prayer team's coming as well. Those of you who raise your hand, would you come right now? I'm not going to take too, too much longer. There are hands that went up all across this room. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you now. Let's take another moment. People are still making that decision. Would you come right now? Join us here at the front. I know it's a big decision. People over here, you made people all across. Thank you. God bless you. People in this section here, don't be shy. The people are coming. Our prayer team is coming as well. Keep coming. People are still coming. Give them a big hand clap today. I know it's a big decision to do this here this morning. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. People are still coming. Give, keep giving a big, from the back sections, from the sides. People are still coming. Let's keep giving them a big hand clap here this morning. Celebrating what Jesus, this is a big deal. Prayer team, we need more prayer workers as well. Prayer team, if you could keep coming. Prayer team. People are still coming. Keep giving them a big hand clap. This takes moments. Right? We'll give you a moment. Keep coming. Welcome, welcome. We welcome you. We welcome you. Side this side in the back. Sir, I saw your hand back there. Why don't you join me here at the front right now from every section, front to back. People are still coming. Give them a big hand clap as people are still making their way down. We certainly need more prayer team here as well. If you're part of our, our prayer friend team, we'll invite you as well. You know, I know it's, a, it's unexpected, and so I just want to take a moment. It takes a few moments in your heart just to say yes to Jesus. But this is a beautiful moment here right now. Mass choir is coming up. They're right on cue. They're very professional. But in this moment, I just want to shake your hand and say, God bless you. If you're still responding, you come on up if you want to. But I want to, I want to pray with those who are here at the front. Come on, give them a bit, another big hand clap. God bless you. God bless you as well. God bless you. Welcome. God bless you. God bless you, young man. God bless you. 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 Fantastic. Let's, we're going to pray together. I encourage you to pray with me, those of you who are at the front. And can everyone in the audience, can you pray with them as well? Again, you know, the prayer, we confess Jesus as Lord, but it's really about encountering Christ's love. And I believe that lives are transformed through that encounter. God bless you, sir, today. Let's everybody pray. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. I believe you took my sin and you put it away. Right now I receive your forgiveness and your love. Jesus, I confess, you're my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for transforming me. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Can we give Jesus one more praise here this morning? 
Can I just tell you, I'm honored to pray with you each today. I'm honored to pray with you. This is a big, big deal. Big deal to us here. My, we've given you bags there with some material about what salvation is, what this new life is. I encourage you, if you have, if you have a church home, make yourself planted there. Get to know Jesus. If you don't have a church home, I welcome you here to be a part of this church family. Get to know more about Jesus. He loves you. And like that, the stories that I told, that one lady and the, that, that young lady, the more she got to know God's love for her, the more she could trust Him in the difficult times of life. So I encourage you to do that. We're a, we meet every Sunday here at 1030. We'd be honored to have you part of our spiritual family. Those are the people behind you that gave you the bags. We're honored to have you here today. I'm going to let you get back to your seats now to enjoy the rest of our concert here today. Can you give them another big hand clap? God bless you. For more information about Toronto Celebration Church, please visit our website at TICC dot ca